At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Live Bet Saturday on the air here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. Plenty of college football to get to, of course. We're brought to you by BetMGM. I'm Jeff Parles. He's Adam Burke. It's very bright in here all of a sudden. Uh, That's just your personality, (laughs) Jeff. (laughs) We're happy to be with you. This show goes for the next six hours. Adam's with me for three, and then Ben Wilson uh, takes over for Adam. So uh, I'm here for six. I'm, I'm doing a marathon back-to-back weekend, so I'm, I'm ready to go. You get to watch football. I think you're okay it's with it. Okay. It's no problem. This is, this, is, this is as fun of a show as it gets in the middle of chaos of college football, and everyone has their TVs tuned right now to Wofford and Vatek, right? That, that's what everyone's tuned to. Adam, a 6 nothing game. I hope not, because they'd be throwing their TVs out the window, because that game's awful. 6 nothing game where Vatek was a 38-point favorite in that one. It's the only game currently going uh, and uh, there's not even a lineup right now. So there you go. That's what that's what you need to know about that game. That game is so bad that there's not even a live lineup. Right well, Vatek's about to score a touchdown as well. Maybe. Okay, so but speaking game. of scoring touchdowns, you told me that Wofford has not no scored points. this season? No points. Not great. No points. And no points today either. Yeah, they're consistent at least. That's very true. Very, very consistent at least. Let's uh, dive right into today's slate, Adam. Let's start. Let's start in the land of corn. Of course, uh, no more Scott Frost, Mickey Joseph. Now the interim coach in Nebraska. We have seen a ton of action towards the Huskers in this one. Open 16 behind us when they open the numbers on Sunday morning, which, of course, you'll hear uh, those numbers revealed on on our network, uh, 2 o'clock Eastern time every Sunday with Jonathan Von Tobel on College Lines Revealed. Oklahoma down to 11, 11 and a half, depending on where you're shopping right now, 11 at Ben MGM, Adam, this is kind of the theme this week for me, where I am go, where I am looking potentially to play sides that have been bet against the whole week to numbers that I don't think are right anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad strategy. I mean, you know, look, we talk about overreactions from week one to week two. I think week three is actually the big one for overreactions now in college football because everyone gets it drilled into them. Hey, don't overreact to one data point. Don't overreact to one game. So what do they do? They overreact to two games. And at least two games maybe gives us a little bit better of a sample size for a team. But at the same time, it's two games out of 12 or sometimes 13 or more that these teams will play. It's not always the best barometer, the best indicator. And some teams start slow. Some teams don't. You get very big discrepancies between the caliber of team that you play in one game versus the caliber you play in the next game. So I still think it's something that, you know, you, you want to try to avoid overreaction as much as possible. And, and to your point, 
I think there were some lines that opened low this week. There were some lines that opened high, and there are some that I don't agree with the movement on. I'm not so sure about this game with Oklahoma and Nebraska because Scott Frost was obviously a problem. They were awful on special teams, bad late-game decision-making. But at the same time, you know, I think Oklahoma's a really, really good team. So it'd be a fascinating game to watch here as we go throughout the show. Nebraska played him tough last year in Norman. Played him tough in that game, covered all numbers. But I, I, this is now one of the games that I ended up betting with that strategy. There are a few in this slate that I ended up with in that, in that strategy. But I, uh, I, I think 11 is right. I think that's right. And again, this is a game that opened three during the summer in the games of the year at the South Point. And of course, was a 13-point difference when it opened behind us. Uh, on Sunday afternoon. Let's go. Uh, it's not the Carrier Dome anymore. It's whatever they call it up there in Syracuse. Another game that had a flip of favorites that just about underway as well. The Cuse, they were a dog in this game at the beginning of the week and a flip to a one and a half point favorite with a total of 59 and a half against the Boilermakers of Purdue. Adam, this is one where I did go against the movement. I took Purdue plus the one and a half. Well, I'll say this. I mean, Syracuse has looked great. They and, have. And, and the hard part about the early part of the college football season is, you know, take a team like Louisville, for example, right? So Syracuse blows out Louisville in week one. Then Louisville goes and beats Central Florida on the road in week two at the bounce house. I think Central Florida is a pretty good team, but Louisville really shut them down. That was a very sloppy, very ugly game. Then we come back and Louisville looked pretty <laughs> good for a while against Florida State, then gave that game away at the end. So I think that's something that's really hard. Not only are you trying not to overreact to the teams, but then you have to look at their opponents and kind of try not to overreact to what their opponents have done in some of their signature moments. So for Syracuse, you know, signature win to a degree by beating Louisville by the margin that they did, especially in an underdog role, but maybe Louisville is just not very good. I think that has to do with mediocre coaching with Louisville last night. That was a game where, Let's face it, Adam, you can't lose that game as soon as Jordan Travis goes out of the game. And, totally agree. And that's exactly what happened to Louisville. That was that was a fun way to begin the college football betting weekend. Had a Louisville plus three, waited it out beautifully, got the three, and still, who cares? Didn't matter. Still was a loser for me. Well, and last night I didn't have any action, but I am pretty heavy on Air Force over their season yeah. win total. So uh, last night was not exciting for me at yeah, all. That, that was, and like you said when I walked in, like, what the hell happened to Air Force <laughs> last night? And I think that that's... Kind of all that we can sort of say about that game is what what happened. Yeah, Air Force is a 16-point closing favorite on the road in Laramie. That's one team you can't say they struggle with the elevation, Adam. You can't right. say that because uh, even though Laramie is higher than Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs still pretty darn high. As we know, that's over a mile high in Colorado Springs. And it didn't matter. Wyoming won outright 17-14. Pretty, pretty blah box score all the way through. Wyoming was slightly better, but it wasn't jarring how much better they were in the box score but uh again not only that for yours people who bet air force mountain west title that is a loss you could not afford last night uh but air force shockingly goes down 17 14 let's get to some of these games that still haven't started as well because college game days uh looks like it's about 10 minutes behind Eric boone uh today in columbia south carolina georgia on the road against south carolina well, you've seen some late movement here. Uh, Georgia getting some money late up to 26 and a half now, Adam, with a total of 56 and a half. Yeah, I think this is getting a little bit high here. My power ratings have it 22 and a half. So I kind of liked it closer to where it was towards the opener. South Carolina is a team, look, offensively, they're still trying to figure it out with Spencer Rattler, but this is a pretty decent pass defense. The question will be how they hold up against Georgia's running game. Stetson Bennett's off to a nice start this year for the Bulldogs, but I think this line's just getting a little bit too high now, especially when you talk about a game that's got a total you know, in the mid-50s here where I would kind of look under as well. So if you like the under and all of a sudden this line keeps creeping up, you start thinking about maybe taking the points here with the Gamecocks or at least looking for a spot in-game where you know, maybe Georgia scores quick first and then South Carolina can kind of settle in a little bit. I'm interested to see how Rattler looks today because last week against a team that's obviously not in the same class of Georgia, Adam. A team that is physical, though, in Arkansas. Rattler had about two drives where he looked quite good and really struggled other than that. How does he handle, again, going against the proper number one team in the country in the AP poll? To me, my number one power-rated team right now, despite losing seemingly half of their defense to the NFL draft last year. Uh, but I'm just fascinated to see what Rattler looks like. Because if South Carolina is going to cover this game... Rattler at least has to be competent for a bulk of it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and look, I mean, you know, he obviously has a lot of familiarity with Shane Beamer, but it is something that's taking time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a different offense than what Oklahoma ran. Yes, he knows Beamer, and yeah, there are probably some schemes and route concepts and all that that carry over, but you know, also for South Carolina, they're not particularly strong at the skill positions. So Rattler doesn't really have a lot of guys that are able to create separation, able to create space. I will say this, and, and I don't know how much this necessarily matters, but the buzz in Columbia is so much different right now with Shane Beamer, oh, with yeah. the direction of the program. It's a very good home field advantage. I don't know if that really matters to Georgia necessarily, but this is an early kickoff where Georgia may be kind of struggling to find some energy in this game, whereas South Carolina should. So I think maybe South Carolina first half isn't a bad look in this game, while Georgia maybe takes a little bit of time to get going. But, of course, Georgia could march right down the field on their first possession. That's just the chance you take in college football. Uh, Oklahoma's going to punt after one first down in uh, in Lincoln right now live. Oklahoma's down to eight already. So there you go. Keep 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 on bringing it down there live in Lincoln. 65 and a half the total as well. So the Huskers will start inside their own 25-yard line on their first possession of the game. Uh, Adam, let's... Uh, let, let, let me roll through what I have going in, in these early slate games uh, because, uh, let, let's face it, I have a whole bunch early on in uh, in, in this slate. By the way, uh, uh, Elliot, it, it seems I uh, gave you a, a number that might have been incorrect on that bottom one. Uh, I don't want to uh, don't want to come off disingenuous here on, on one of these. Uh, Coastal Carolina and Buffalo is one that hasn't started yet. I laid 13 with the Chanticleers. This game open. What is this game open? Twenty one, right? Yeah. And like, no. So almost a whole touchdown. Oh, oh, excuse me, not almost more than a touchdown move. Buffalo's coming off a loss to F- FCS Holy Cross on a hail mary at the gun. I'm I'm in the fade the Mac trade. I think the Mac, as we talked about during the offseason, eviscerated by transfer portal as badly as any conference in the whole country. I, I think Coastal Carolina going to win this game by. T- two touchdowns and may even cover the original number, which would be disheartening to a lot of people on that. So I have the, I have the uh, Chanticleers there. And then the games that have started, I took the one and a half with, with Purdue, as I said, against, against Syracuse. Uh, I laid six and a half with IU against Western Kentucky. Another one that opened nine at nine. That would have been a Western Kentucky bet. But as soon as he got south of a touchdown, I thought that was good on Indiana. Kind of one of those, one of those ugly home favorites, against a always trendy pick in the non-Power 5 in Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky barely beat Austin P and beat the heck out of Hawaii. Didn't prove anything to me. So that's why I laid with Indiana. And then I laid a, here we go. We'll have an FBS versus FCS game discussion later. A very intriguing one at night in Tucson. But I went with Northwestern laying 13 against Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois is 0-2, and their defense has shown nothing against two FCS opponents. What are they going to do against Northwestern, where their offense has looked significantly better than expected, played very well in a win in Dublin against Nebraska, and then, quite frankly, probably should have came back and won that game against Duke last week. Hole fumbled legitimately at the half-yard line as he was going in to tie the game against Duke. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff for us to watch here with the early slate and a lot of good games to talk about for the later games as well. By the way, Michigan already scored a touchdown. They're up to 49.5 point favorites live against UConn. That was quick. For Harbaugh Company. Very quick. Uh, there at the big house. Plenty of college football action to break down. Live at Saturday underway. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't me. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Live Bet Saturday rolling along here on VSAN. Happy to be with you. We're at Circa. He's Adam Burke. I'm Jeff Parles. South Carolina moving the football against Georgia just like we all expected. But we'll keep you we'll keep you updated on everything. The only thing that really happened while we were gone, there are two things. Nebraska scored a touchdown. 7-0 Huskers. They're down to three and a half point underdogs live already with a total of 69 and a half, 10, 19 to go in the first quarter in Lincoln after Oklahoma punted on their first drive. And then a team we haven't mentioned at all, Baylor today after a really, let's face it, a disheartening overtime loss in a game that was a pure coin flip against BYU that they lost and somehow did not cover. Uh, Baylor, 7-0 touchdown early on their opening drive, 34 and a half point live favorites against Texas State who, of course, right now is the closing line value loser of the year in that game against Nevada in week one. Yeah, not a great look with the way that Nevada has played here. I mean, Nevada just gave up almost 600 yards to Incarnate Word and 55 points last week. So that's something that's really interesting, kind of the transitive property of college football, of sort of grading these teams based on their wins, based on their losses. You know, for Texas State, I mean, that's a team I would have no interest in playing anytime soon, looking bad against a Nevada team that has looked bad twice otherwise. So that's the tough thing that you kind of run into when you're handicapping early season college football is, again, like I talked about earlier, kind of determining what some of these wins and losses mean based on what those teams do in their following games. Also, we don't have a line live line on this, but we'll get it in a second. How about the Miami Redhawks with an opening drive touchdown in a game that's being played at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati against the Bearcats right down the field, the Redhawks. PAT pending, 6 nothing. Miami. This was a game that moved a whole lot. Cincinnati opened 19 all the way to 23, 24 even, which I actually thought the move was right on that one. But Miami strikes first, so we'll get you a line when that repopulates, but that may be uh, might be looking at Cincinnati in-game here if that continues up there uh, at Paycor. Yeah, I gave Cincinnati a point for home field here since they are playing yep. pretty much in their own backyard. And I had the line at 19, so I had it pretty much kind of where it opened. Where it opened, yeah. But I know that you mentioned that you were hoping that Miami would score early to have a chance to come in on Cincinnati. 100%. So, 100%. I got exactly I, what I got wanted. What you wanted. And I think that's really important, too. It's a good lesson for everybody out there to kind of think about is sort of script how you want this to go in your mind, right? You know, if Miami comes out here and scores – then, yeah, you probably want to take Cincinnati because at some point their defense will lock this thing down. Yes. You know, the scripted drive is one thing, but then as teams adjust, and teams like Cincinnati have better coaches, have better players, they will make their adjustments. But go into a game thinking about that, thinking about, all right, if Team X scores first, I'm going to come in on Team Y if the number is in this range. Then that's what you're able to do so that you're able to jump on these things because those markets move very, very quickly, and obviously you don't have a ton of time between the delay that you have and you know what the sports books are putting out there. Adam Burke, 
You just did a very good job there. That's going to be our VEASAN pro tip of the hour. Of course, VEASAN pro tips, one per every hour we do. So 20 a day here on the network, VEASAN.com, where you can get them only for pro subscribers. So make sure you subscribe today. That will be our VEASAN pro tip of this noon Eastern hour here on VSIN. Uh, let's, uh, by the way, I just have to mention this real quick. Touchdown, Oklahoma. The, uh, Unless it's coming back. Was there a flag? I don't, look like I don't, it. I don't think so. If you have the over, you're in great shape in Lincoln. Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel with a long touchdown run. Dark Horse Heisman play that I have at 35 to 1. Oh, there you go. By the way, I just do, do want to mention this before we get to some games that are later that are pretty big on the slate. The touchdown for Miami of Ohio, Avion Smith to Mac Hippenhammer. It's a great name. Hippenhammer. Hippenhammer. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm sure I'm sure no one ever made jokes about his name. <laughs> it's a great name. It's a wonderful name on that. Cincinnati right now, uh 14 and a half. Almost there. One three and out, and I think I'm hopping in there, Adam. Yeah, I, I think if you can get it under two scores, get it under, or two, or get it under two touchdowns, I, I think that's kind of what you're looking for. Cincinnati there. did this last week as well against an FCS opponent, uh, Kennesaw State. They struggled for a half and then outscored them in the second half, 42 nothing. So like, th- this could be very similar to that game flow. Let's go to games that are starting a little bit later, though, Adam, because there are two big ones in the 1230 Eastern slate. And let's start let, Let's start in, uh, at Autzen in Eugene, Oregon, who's coming off a thrashing last week. Uh, they destroyed Eastern Washington 70-14 to after getting thrashed themselves by Georgia 49-3 to the week before. They'll host the BYU Cougars. BYU coming off of a... A thrilling overtime win despite two missed kicks. That would have got Baylor the cover, but I'm not angry on that still. Uh, but Adam is open four, down to three and a half. This feels like the classic situation where a lot of betters are just fading BYU because the spot is bad for them. And the one concern I have with that, you're a little, to me, I think BYU is a significantly better team than Oregon is. A better quarterback. Hall is better than Knicks. I think BYU's defense is very tough and will give Knicks problems most of the day. I didn't end up betting BYU. But if you made me bet this game, I would take the Cougars to win this game. I, I'm just not going in and blindly betting a team because the spot is not a good spot. Yeah, I mean, look, I write a piece on situational spots every week over at vcin.com because I think they're interesting. I think they're part of the handicap, but they are never a sole justification for making a play. They are never going to be that. They're just part of a greater you know, amount of knowledge that you accumulate on a game. My line here is Oregon minus one and a half. So there was a little bit of value for me. Did take a small piece of BYU uh, in this game. To your point, I agree with you. I think that BYU is better at the quarterback position, is better on defense, is better in a lot of areas across the field. And something else that, that's kind of given Oregon some fits at times is physicality. And oh, BYU yeah. is a very, very physical team. And yes, okay, fine. The Cougars have played a very difficult schedule to this point, but they play physical all the time. It's just the brand of football that they play. I don't know if Oregon will be able to keep up with that level of physicality, if it's something they can be comfortable with. And also, I mean, look, different uniforms, same guy, right? Do we still yeah. think that Bo Nix <laughs> is, is going to suddenly, you know, go to Oregon and, and be this, you know, top flight quarterback? I don't think so. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we know Bo Nix against physical defenses usually doesn't end well. By the way, I just want to bring this up real quick about BYU. If they win today, okay, the way their schedule breaks, they have the game against Notre Dame here on the 8th of October, and then they play Arkansas in Provo the week after that. Adam, we had question marks the whole year about who was going to be that fourth playoff team. We anticipate the two teams from the SEC and Ohio State. Who's that fourth playoff team? BYU goes 12-0. and BYU is going to have as good of a case as anyone to be in the college football playoff this year. Yeah, absolutely. Touchdown, Georgia, by the way. Oh, what a shock. Um, you know, I, I think it's a really excellent point. The only thing that's concerning about this for BYU is they finish with Liberty, East Carolina, Boise State, Utah Tech, formerly Dixie State, and Stanford. Oh, I didn't realize they rebranded Dixie they State. They did. They did. <laughs> good for them. <laughs> and, and, and the thing of it is, you know, there's a lot of recency bias that comes into the college football playoff rankings. So the idea that in November – I mean, look, unless Boise State figures things out because they don't look very good right now, in November, BYU doesn't really play any game that would help them kind of strengthen their resume. That being said, 
We could also see upsets in November that kind of you know shuffle around the top teams in the in the college football playoff rankings, where BYU is going to be playing teams that they should be able to handle. So maybe they won't lose ground. So it's really interesting. I mean, you know, can they beat? Can they beat Arkansas? I think they can beat Notre Dame on the road. Notre Dame's a mess. Notre, right well, now. Notre Dame's a neutral. Notre Dame's here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, that's right. Right. So technically, Shamrock series are technically a Notre Dame home game. But let's face it. There will be plenty of BYU fans here for that one. That's gonna be that's gonna be a hell of an atmosphere for sure. But then, uh, but then coming back, <laughs> coming back off of that, can you go and play a very physical Arkansas team and and win that? No, game? it's a very difficult back to back. But again, you are gonna get that game at home. Yep. Arkansas traveling to elevation, something different. Random spot, middle of SEC play. Yes. You go to Provo. Very, very random game. Look, you are right on that back end of the schedule. BYU is really going to need Stanford to be around 500. Yeah. That's what they're going to really need because I, I think Boise's kind of lost. Uh, that, that was a very uninspiring start to their season. Uh, I don't care what they did against New Mexico last week. Getting thrashed by Oregon State doesn't show me that they're any good at all. Uh, but you are right. That's They are. Their schedule being top-heavy at the beginning may hurt them once mm-hmm. it comes to November, but as we know, plenty of upsets always happen late in the year. One other big game, we'll get this as we go through the show as well, Penn State, the return trip to Auburn after beating the Tigers last year uh, at Beaver Stadium in uh, State College, now the return trip to Jordan-Hare in Auburn, Penn State, a two-and-a-half-point road favorite here, Adam, with a total of 48 I have this game virtually a pick I don't like either one of these two coaches, though. James Franklin is a horrific in-game coach. We've seen that a million times when they've had chances to beat Ohio State. And they've squandered them in the fourth quarter. I also don't really think Brian Harson's very good either. You know, I know that he's done well at the group of five level, but I don't really see him, you know, being a guy that stays there long at Auburn. So I don't like either one of these coaches. Couldn't play this game. But I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Penn State here in this one because they are facing a very athletic team. They don't have this Jahan Dotson anymore. And Sean Clifford's already banged up a little bit. So a lot of questions, I think, for the Nittany Lions in this one. Two big primetime games tonight. I know Adam has a play on one of them. The one in Seattle. Michigan State, Washington. Miami at Texas A&M. We preview them next here on Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. You get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap, the top plays made on VSIN shows by hosts and guests, 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides. Every game is covered all season long. Pro Tools. Are including our exclusive betting splits and pro tips every hour, actionable insights to help your betting game. So sign up for our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do now through the Super Bowl for just $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is where you go for all your options and become a part of VEASAN. Happy to be with you Live bet Saturday. He's Adam Burke. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you on on what is the third full week of college football. Adam, let's get some scores and some updates real quick across the board here before we get to two games late. Let's start. Uh, let's start in Cincinnati, where things have not gotten off to a great start for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, Miami of Ohio on the move again in the red zone, up 7-0 already. Again, this game closed 23-24. Miami up 7-0 with the ball in the red zone, still a 10-point underdog with a total of 56.5, Adam. Well, you're hoping for three here if you're going to go ahead and and make that live play on Cincinnati. But things not looking so good here for the Bearcats and, you know, Look, I mean, you got to take care of the football against these teams that you're supposed to beat by margin. And that's something that's been a problem for a lot of teams here early on in the season. A lot of sloppy play, a lot of turnovers. Kind of expect that with no preseason in college football. But Cincinnati's got a lot of things to clean up here in this game. Yeah, very ugly start for the Bearcats. Who Again, Cincinnati, I thought, looked pretty good in the second half against Arkansas in week one. Last week, as we discussed earlier, very sluggish start against Kennesaw and then blew the doors off of the Owls in the second half last week. So we'll keep you updated there. Uh, let's uh, let's go to, to Lincoln next. 
Nebraska and Oklahoma, a, a pair, a, a three and out for Oklahoma after Nebraska had the punt for the first time, seven up still, not even halfway through the first quarter. Oklahoma laying five right now. Uh, Adam, you want to you wanna dabble with a total of 73 in this game right now? No, I'd probably like to take the under, honestly. Just because, I mean, look, you're going to have more turnovers in this game. I mean, that's just kind of a hallmark of Nebraska football at this point in time. As long as they're not pick sixes or anything like that, you know, I worry about the red zone efficiency of both of these teams, too, where you have a lot of moving parts for Oklahoma. You've got Nebraska now with a new head coach. So you kind of worry about, you know, if, if these teams are able to cash in on their opportunities inside the 20, I'd much rather look under than over in that one. I agree with you. That's a huge number. Huge big number. number. 73, now 72 and a half live uh, on that one. A game I have a play on. I, I just got very fortunate in Bloomington where Indiana went down, kicked the field goal on their opening drive after a Western Kentucky punt. Hilltoppers seemingly have a touchdown, but it's called back on a low block. And then Western Kentucky, those four on fourth and five, doesn't get it. So Indiana up three, nothing under four to go in the first quarter, 357. Indiana, who was a seven point or excuse a seven and a half point or a six and a half point favorite, depending on where you were betting, up to nine and a half live now with a total of 52 and a half. I will say this. I actually kind of like that in that in game over right now because Western Kentucky's moved the ball on both drives, but had a touchdown taken off a board because of a penalty and then not converting on a fourth down. And Indiana moved the ball and then they took a sack on second down that set up a third and long that they didn't convert on that first drive. Western Kentucky is just tough to play. I mean, they make you go sideline to sideline with that air raid type of style. And, you know, for Indiana, I didn't think anything of Indiana coming into this season. I had very low hopes for them. In fact, my mar- my number is way lower than the market number uh, on this pre-flop game. So I just I'm I'm not big on on Indiana really. So I, that's the only concern that I would have is I don't really love their offensive profile. By the way, Miami kicks the field goal here. Sub are, are you 10. jumping in? Sub ten. What's the best number I can get here? Let's see what I can do in town. That's We're the good. hard part with live bet Saturday. Yeah. You, you have to shop around on all the apps along with doing the show at the you same know what, time. You know what? I, I, I had this Are you down, a good multitasker, Jeff I Falls? had this down to the science in the past. It's just a matter of getting back to said science. Uh, yeah, I can, not, it's nine and a half right now. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Elliot, add it to the sheet. Add it to the sheet. <laughs> We're going to lay nine and a half with Cincinnati Live. There we go. We're going to do it. Now it's just a matter of not getting spun. This was a problem I had last week. Last week, I had a bet. I forget what bet it was, but it was something that ended up winning pretty easily. Oh, it was the Saints. It was on Sunday. It was New Orleans when they were down after they I missed the good number down 16, but after they scored to make it eight, tried to get in. I think it was like plus 280, plus 320, something in that pocket. Got spun. It was gone. Couldn't get it. Great stuff. Great stuff it's, as always. It's a legitimate problem. Yeah. It's, and it's not just a problem that, that really sharp betters who have their accounts flagged have. It's just a problem in terms of, I mean, technology can be somewhat limited. Yeah. Uh, I am. Uh, no, South Carolina down two touchdowns now. That's a problem. I, I will not be jumping in on that one. I, I actually did not get spun here on Cincinnati. There you mm-hmm. go. Look at that. It's a good thing, Adam. Maybe they're telling you something. Maybe they're yeah, happy maybe, to take that bet. Maybe they're thrilled that I'm making that bet. Uh, that's 10 nothing Miami of Ohio over Cincinnati. Uh, uh, Six sh- minutes ago, he's short quarter. in Georgia, by the way, or in South Carolina. I'm, I'm about the two yard line, stepped out. Uh, that's going to probably. Not that it's going to matter. Not, not going to matter to score in the next play. No. Uh, how about this one, Adam? Kentucky coming off of a great win last week at Florida. Three minutes ago, first quarter against FCS Youngstown State. Really struggling right now on no score, under a minute to go in the first quarter. Still laying 24 and a half, though. They're, they're in the red zone right now. Look, I mean, it's such a dramatic thing when they beat Florida because they went 31 straight years without beating Florida. Now they've won three of the last five, so maybe it's just kind of becoming a regular occurrence for the Wildcats, but these things will happen. You'll have the hangover. The better team usually ends up taking care of business, but, you know, Kentucky's a team that they run the football a lot, so, you know, if they're not really getting that ground game going, if they're not getting that big push early on, they can struggle, but, you know, Will Levis has got them down at the one-yard line now. Yeah, so Kentucky will likely score there. I actually, at this moment, I think Kentucky's actually a little still underrated in the market. That's a really good football team. They're only going to get better uh, when their running back comes back at the beginning of the beginning beginning of October too. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a 
That is a if they get by that road, the road games at Ole Miss and at Tennessee, all of a sudden that game week, the the eleventh game of the year hosting Georgia, could be the most important game in the history of that football program. Yeah, easily it could. So, can, can anybody in the East beat Georgia? No, I don't think so. I don't either. I don't think so. Uh, they're just the fact that they look this good this early in the year. We're legitimately more than half of their starting defense was drafted in the first round. In the first right? round, six guys in the first round. I mean, it just that team was. That, Kirby Smart has done such an incredible job after a kind of a slow start. There, it really is amazing what he has done. And again, when you have a, a program with limitless, limitless resources like Georgia. You get the right coach in there, it can kind of look like Alabama and Saban. Remember when Kirby Smart got off to a slow start and people were like, oh, they should have just kept Mark Richt. <laughs> they were wrong. They were dead wrong. They were wrong. They were very, very wrong. They were very wrong. All right, let's get to games later here real quick. Uh, Michigan State and Washington. So this, this is a fascinating one to me because Washington has looked significantly better than I would have expected early in the year. Now, they haven't played anyone yet. But they host Michigan State who's coming off of a lackluster push or cover, depending on what number you got against Western Michigan. And then they beat your alma mater, who's, let's face it, Akron. We're a soccer school. Akron's a soccer school. That is correct. Uh, I laid the wood last week with Michigan State. had no sweat. That's how bad it was for your zips. But right now, Washington, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Michigan State. Adam, early in the week, I actually liked Washington before – we hit three and now have gone across three at three and a half. I think it's Michigan state or nothing. This feels like a game that lands a field goal tonight in Seattle. Yeah. I took Michigan state plus a three and a half here. I mean, look, Michigan state was a consensus top 20 top 25 power rated team for everybody out there. Washington was not to me. I mean, I had Washington 50th in my initial power ratings. So this is a really significant leap for them to go all the way up to and through the key number of three yeah, it's a long travel for Michigan State, but look, home field advantage in college football is not what it used to be. My baseline is two points for home field advantage. So the idea that Washington is better on a neutral than Michigan State, based on what we've seen here through the first two weeks of the season, kind of rubs me the wrong way. I think we've got some overreaction here, and I love Kalen DeBoer. I think that's a phenomenal hire there for the Huskies. I'm not sure Michael Penix is as good as what we've seen here so far. Michigan State, again, very physical team. Can Washington hold up to the physicality? I think that's a big question. But a three and a half, I, I mean, I just had to take this. Neither one of these teams have played anybody to this point in time. This feels like an overreaction, though, to just how impressive it's been for Washington. Whereas, as you said, Michigan State, you know, beating Akron is nothing really special. And Western Michigan is a team that is fine, but they've kind of dropped off a little bit here recently. As well. I, I, I'm just in the camp that you cannot take anything from beating MAC teams this year if you're a Power Five team. I agree. And, and by the way, I already moved Washington up four points in my power ratings, and I still have Michigan State favored here. Again, you're talking about a team that I thought overachieved last year, but I think the defense is a little bit better now than it was a year ago when they overachieved and were competitive with Ohio State for a grand total of three seconds last year. Rob Calabrese. Coming up next here on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Attention, BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign in to your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register for a new account in the same state you use BetMGM. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you will receive a $50 bonus as well. So share your excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus right now. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Site credit expires in 30 days. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. You must be 21 and older to place a wager. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. This offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. What a shocker. Not available here. Shocking turn of events. What a dime on a fake punt from South Carolina there. The punter's throwing the ball the better. The punter be- throwing be- better, better, better than, than Spencer Rattler, Rattler so far. Uh, quick three and out for Nebraska, too. And special teams again for the Cornhuskers. That's you, a sign of a poorly coached team. Always when bad is. on special teams. Nebraska's awful on special well, you, teams. Well, you said you said uh, during the break, Adam, that maybe Nebraska, that was the beginning of the game was the spasm of being good. And that was that. And so far, Oklahoma, since that opening drive for Nebraska, has dominated this game and has great field position yet again. Well, let's bring in Mike Calabrese right now of the Action Network, college football analyst for them. Mike, uh, it's a good college football Saturday. This is a live betting show. Before we get to two of your pre-flop plays, you and I actually kind of had the same wavelength here with Cincinnati against Miami of Ohio. Uh, Cincinnati went down, scored a touchdown, then down 10-0, and now looking to force a three and out, down 10-7 against the Red Hawks. Yeah, Miami had issues with that Gabbert as their QB one. And even coming into the season, there was questions in terms of their quarterback room with overall depth. So I was hoping that the Red Hawks would jump out to a lead there. There's always the chance that Evan Prater gets in the mix for Cincinnati as well. So even if it is a larger lead in the second half, if he ends up getting snaps, that's probably a good thing for a Cincinnati play. Uh, also, in-game wise, uh, Mike, let, let, let's just let's just go with regular game theory here for you because you mentioned Kind of what I was looking for in that game, where Hope Miami of Ohio gets out to a good start, wasn't interested in laying more than three touchdowns, get the good start for the Red Hawks, and now have much better numbers on Cincinnati. But what do you look? Are there games when you look at a slate that you're looking for something like that going in, or they're just whatever happens on the card happens, and you're just looking for situational plays, regardless of what the game happens to be. It's certainly during, you know, games where I'm laying between, let's say, two touchdowns plus all the way up to 35 points. I'm looking for that value where the underdog hops out and has a, a good opening drive or first 10 minutes of the game. And I always try to target totals. So you look at that Syracuse Purdue game, for example, that total closed at 59 and a half. I'm still bullish on those offenses catching fire in the second half. So the fact that they got off to a slow start. Purdue, you know, an under betters dream with a turnover in the red zone. 
on downs there for Purdue. I'm going to go ahead and take advantage of that as that number comes down for a, a game that should be close on paper to potentially become a shootout in the second half. Well, speaking of games, we're looking for shootouts here. We got one down in the Sunshine State. This is going to be a 730 Eastern kickoff. Central Florida and Florida Atlantic. So UCF and FAU. UCF, this number's actually come down throughout the week to about seven and a half out there, pretty much market-wide. There is an eight in town uh, down the road on Las Vegas Boulevard at South Point. But what are you looking for in that UCF-FAU game? So I think there's an overreaction by the public and you know odds makers kind of following that action in terms of UCF's performance last week against Louisville. Listen, if either one of the long touchdowns that UCF threw, one was on a screen, one was to Javon Baker, the Alabama transfer, if either of those aren't called back due to holding, they probably win that game. The narrative is totally different on Gus Malzahn's team here in week three. But obviously they happens. They weren't able to get out of neutral offensively. And interestingly, I think Malzahn called a very conservative game, which is usually not his MO. You saw them punt in plus territory twice in the first half, thinking that it would be a close game. They'd be able to get their offense going in the second half. I think he's going to correct that in, in this game and go up against an FAU defense that, that's pretty weak. And when you pair that with an FAU offense, that's top 10 nationally right now in total offense. Nikosi Perry, LeJonte Wester out on the perimeter, pairing it with a running game that's gotten better. Really Taggart. I think this is a shootout. I'm happy to play this over 61 and a half. I played over all the way to 63 and a half. Mike Calabrese with us right now here on Live Bet Saturday. Mike, let's go to the what is the premium game of prime time on the West Coast tonight. Jake Hayner in Fresno State heading to the Coliseum to take on Southern Cal. And this is another big total, but you're expecting points again. Absolutely. I think USC's defense, they're a paper tiger. When you look at what they've accomplished through two weeks, they've done it with turnovers, eight turnovers. That's simply not sustainable. And when you zero in on their box scores, they gave up 5.6 yards per carry to the Rice running backs. They gave up over 200 yards rushing to Stanford and three touchdowns on the ground. I think what that's going to do is allow Fresno to rely on Jordan Mims, who may be one of the most underrated running backs in the entire country. And if he gets going, that's going to open up huge passing lanes for Jake Hayner and arguably the deepest receiving core in the G5. Moreno, Cropper, Kelly, Pope, uh, Nico Remigio, the transfer from California. These guys can all really play. And I think you're going to see a high-scoring game in the 80s. I'm thrilled that this number is coming down. I, I think that's the fact that it's from 74 to 72. I'm going to play this maybe on the alternate line, get plus 2-1 to one at north of 80. Mike, I think you brought up an excellent point about looking deeper into the box score because this is a total that shot up pretty quickly, 68 and a half, all the way out to 74, 74 and a half. It's come back down a little bit, but that's something that I preach going into the upcoming week is looking at the box scores, trying to find some indicators that suggest that maybe a performance wasn't legit, as you mentioned, or maybe a performance was kind of obscured by turnover margin. Is that just something that you've been in the practice of for a long period of time? I think it's kind of just the nature of the the job that I have where it's like there's the games that I watch and then obviously there's so much overlap that you have to go through box scores and watch some condensed highlights, you know, after the fact. And the fact of the matter is not only is USC's defense incredibly vulnerable against the run, but even Fresno State last week at home against Oregon State in every critical situation, they could not get off the field stopping the run. I think that plays in the hands of Travis Dye, who once USC is multi-dimensional. Good luck stopping them because Caleb Williams is absolutely cooking second nationally in QBR. Mike, before we let you go, just looking at the rest of the card here, I know you don't have it, uh, other plays, but what other games are you looking at for potential in-game opportunities or games you're just excited to watch, uh, even if it's not from a, uh, a betting perspective? I'll answer that second part first. The Miami-Texas A&M game, I think, is really interesting because – on paper, at least, it screams under to me. Obviously, AM making the quarterback change, Mario Cristobal in years past being way more conservative, running it a lot on early downs. I think you're going to see that similar game plan play out here at Kyle Field. And both defenses, I mean, the thing about AM, obviously, they're taking all this negative press. They played a good game defensively. That was not their fault against Appalachian State. So I do see this under the, the number of 45. I'd play it down to 42 and a half. But I'm interested to see if either team is a little bit more aggressive to try to you know, take the reins in this game. The other one that I have circled is Penn State traveling to Auburn. Just a really difficult game. This is one where, as you mentioned at the top, sometimes you have in-game strategies. You want to see game flow. I just want to see if Penn State can run the ball on that first drive. Because, yes, they torched Ohio last week, and Nick Singleton, the, the true freshman phenom, got going. 
but Ohio's in the triple digits in all meaningful rush defense metrics. So that didn't mean anything to me. And then in the opener against Purdue, they did struggle to run the football. So if they're able to move the, the ball along the ground against the Tigers, I think that's going to be you know, a, a really good opportunity to maybe play Penn State on the money line throughout the game. One other game that we talked about earlier that we, we should get your thoughts on here as well, BYU and Oregon. This one coming up in that 330 Eastern window. Oregon, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Total mostly 58 out there. Uh, really interesting matchup, I think, for both teams, and a pretty good litmus test, I think, for both teams as well. You got any kind of lean or any anything that you're looking at in that game? It really just comes down to the health of Puka Nakua. He's not only their best receiver now with Gunnar Romney officially ruled out for this game, but they also use him in the speed sweep game. He had a long rushing touchdown in the opener against USF that really you know gave them a shot in the arm and gave them confidence. If he plays, I think they're going to have enough pop around Jaron Hall to get this upset done. It, usually, odds makers would say you know position you know skill position players they're only worth maybe a point two points max, but he gives them some matchup you know, pluses through the passing game. And this is still a green Oregon secondary. When you look at the Oregon front, they have a lot of potential pros, but the secondary, they're breaking in a lot of new guys. So this is one of those things. I'll wait until the very last minute. Donbest.com does a great job with injuries. I'll check Twitter. If Naku is a go, I'm going to play BYU on the money line. He's Mike Calabrese. You can get him on the tweets at East Breeze. That's uh, the Breeze is spelled B-R-E-E-S-E for Mike on the tweets. Mike, uh, best of luck today. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Calabrese uh, of Action Network with us here on Live Bet Saturday. Adam, while we were talking to uh, Mike, uh, Oklahoma got in the end zone again, didn't they? They did, and South Carolina had their last stand. The fake punt went for it on fourth and nine. Beamer knows that they can't stop Georgia. So if that's a live betting angle to consider, maybe one you want to look at here is uh, we're only early in the second quarter. 14-0 Bulldogs already in that one, 12 seconds into the second quarter. Well, you got to lay 33 and a half right now with the Bulldogs. Hour number two, Live Bet Saturday, coming your way next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.